this episode, Brett and Dude dive into two of the 2022 OHLQ Maker's Mark private selections and compare them to past Maker's Mark selections from OHLQ. Tune in to hear how we rank and compare them on this episode of The Bourbon Hunter. But before we get started, let me tell you about Greenline Goods. This four-year-old company is based in Chicago and creates high-quality etched and printed glassware. Check them out with the link in our Instagram bio and save 15% off using the discount code BourbonHunters. You can also check them out at GreenlineGoods.com. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. another episode of the bourbon hunters i am dude pool i'm joined by brett bryan and again without him no tyler so uh today we are doing a maker's mark private selection taste off if you will or flight and uh, we've got four of them we've got the one thing they all have in common is their ohl q picks so here in ohio um two of them are for th- from 2021 and the other two are from 2022 so we'll go through these. Uh, we'll just do them in chronological order, I guess. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, and agree. Um, and then from there, just uh, give our tasting notes and everything. But um, so I figured this would be a good time. I don't know that we've really ever talked about the tour at Maker's Mark. Have you ever? You did it once. I did it once, and I don't think we really dove into all that was involved. Maybe we touched on it a little bit. Yeah, and that one was we had to, we got there like ten minutes late. Yeah, and they still let us in, which was very nice. They're right, like, but go we ahead missed and, a little like, bit up. of it because of it. Um, mm. But I will say one of my favorite things or one of my favorite campuses, I should say, minus the fact that it takes you have to go way out of your way to get there. um, I love their campus. Beautiful. beautiful. And and honestly, I think their tour is really good. Um, I've only I've only done one tour and I've done it multiple times once during covid and the tastings were outside. Mm -hmm. That was with you. And then once pre covid with Tyler, it was twenty nineteen December. And um that one was really good, but but yeah, they go through. They show you the vats where they do their uh, fermentation. Uh, they show you their uh, their still, and then you know you go through the limestone um, rick house, the one that's built into the the side of the limestone cliff. Um, that was really cool. Yeah, and that's where they age their private selection barrels. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a neat uh, place. And then just I just loved the look of it though. Like everything's black with the red shutters. They there's little touches like the shapes of the bottles and the shutters. Um, just, I don't know, just a whole bunch of cool things. And it's a pretty cool story, you know, for their, their family and, and how it became Maker's Mark and, um, you know, all those different things. So I just, I, I don't know. I, there's a lot for me when I go there, even though I've been there twice, I'd go there again. Plus their gift shop's pretty cool because the gift shop, you can, you can buy bottles and you can buy some things that are hard to find other places. They generally have their wood finishing series stuff there. Um, they generally have a couple of private selects that they've done as a group there from the distillery. Didn't I hear they had the FAE02? Right, those are the wood finishing series, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they usually <clears throat> carry those in the in the gift shop. They also used to only carry the 101 there. Mm. Um and and it was a 1 liter bottle. Now you can get it as a 750 in a lot of places around the country now. Um, but um, that was one of the cool things. But then you can also buy a bottle that's not got the wax on it yet and do the dipping yourself. And that doesn't cost any extra. You just 
pick the bottle that's unwaxed and then go over and they walk you through the process. And you can do as many as you want. Um, apparently, you used to be able to dip anything into it, but I guess they've stopped that now. So, well, I'm sure that got absurd. Like people were like dipping. Oh, they were dipping hats yeah. and posters and a whole bunch of different things. But you could also, um, you know, they watch you pretty closely, make sure you don't do too much, uh, and they guide you through the whole process. Um, I know Rudra and Sam said they pretty much have their hands on your arms, but yeah. they didn't do that for me. Um, but you know, I, I did get a pretty crazy dunk when I did mine and it was just too much and, and the tentacles or whatever, tendrils or whatever you call them yeah. went all the way down the bottle. So, and isn't it like two and a half turns is what they're supposed to do. There's a, there's a, you, a method you to dip it. it to a certain level. When you take it out, they tell you to spin the bottle a little bit. Like, um, I thought it was a, like a specific amount though, like two yeah, and a half or maybe, something. I don't know. But then you've set it down over top of this thing and I think it dries it yeah. or, or, you know, heats it a little bit so that the, not heats, I guess, cools it, I should yeah. say, so that the wax dries and, and doesn't go all the way down the bottle. But, um, so what do we got here? What do we have from the 2021? So from 2021, we have Brownie Sunday in Queen City. Okay. And let's talk about the Brownie Sunday. Let's do that one first. Okay. And then tell me what you have on the staves. So there are five of the Baked American Pure, um, zero of the French Cuvée. There are four of the Maker's 46, one of the French Roasted, I'm not going to pronounce that word correct, um, Mendiant? I don't know. And then zero of the Toasted French Spice. Okay. Awesome. So I heard good things about this bottle. Um, I just opened it today. What I should have done when I started keeping track of all of my bottles <clears throat> is I should have made it to where all of my bottles, like in my, my Excel spreadsheet, mm -hmm. have the stave combinations on it. So I can ever see if there's like... Oh, like similarities. Yeah. It says there's... So if you look at the private select tag that goes with these, it says there's a thousand... A thousand and one, I believe. Yeah, I think it's like a thousand and one... One of a thousand one combinations. So I feel like they've done enough of these that they've probably repeated. Some, uh, absolutely. You know, um, especially if you think about like different cities and, you know, barrel picks and different states, different clubs and different yeah. liquor stores and whatever else. Yeah. I can't imagine that there isn't some overlap somewhere. And so, I forgot to mention, this is 108.5 proof, 54.25 alcohol by volume. Awesome. So, um, Inside the tag, if you've never had a private select from Maker's Mark, uh, first off, it is a weeded bourbon. So if you're remembering from the back to the basics, I don't know if we talked about the difference between weeded and rye bourbons. I think uh, we did about the secondary ingredient. Yeah. So I the thought we touched on that. So for ahead. it to be a bourbon, it has to be corn, 50 per, or over 50% 50, yeah. corn. Um, and the secondary grain is what people refer to when they say it's a weeded bourbon or a rye bourbon. So the secondary grain in Maker's Mark is wheat. And, uh, you know, if it's a rye bourbon, the secondary grain would be rye. Um, so all the Maker's Marks are created from the same mash bill. Um, when you do Maker's Mark or you do Maker's Mark um, cask strength, those are all the same. And basically they rotate all of their barrels in their rickhouse. Uh, so so they, they don't do like, let's say, Buffalo Trace where you have, you know, uh, different levels where – you know, the top levels are your benchmarks. The bottom levels are your, you know, uh, Pappies or OFC or, you know, Eagle Rare. And then the middles are like your Buffalo Trace and stuff like that. Um, they rotate all of their, their barrels. So all their barrels have allegedly spent the same amount of time on every floor. Um, Do they make a single barrel makers? 
No. I don't know if I've ever the, seen their, one. Their response to the single barrel is the private selects. Okay. So that's the whole point is because they rotate their barrels, they're sp- supposed to, air quotes, yeah. all taste the same. Correct. So you shouldn't get anything out of a private, <clears throat> uh, out of a single barrel. So the idea behind it is the private select allows you to add your own taste profile to it with a combination of the staves in whatever combination that you think, you know, tastes the best. So that's that's where you get to put your own mark on it. I think it's a little bit more involved than any of the other um, selection options where you do like a private barrel because those, they usually give you like three or four samples and you choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, some places I've heard let you go in and start thieving from the barrels. Um, I know that when we went to Nulu, we were able to do that. When we went to Starlight, we could do that. I've heard Russell sometimes let you do that as well. Um, but I, I think for the most part, the overwhelming trend is they provide you with three or four different, you know, options and you go in and you pick your favorite of those three or four. And then that becomes your single barrel. So, you know, and, and there's different methods too. Like some of the places they go off profile when they give them to you. Like I've heard Buffalo Trace, they go off profile. So if you get an Eagle Rare um, single barrel or a Stag single barrel or something like that, they try to do it different than what the normal ones taste like. So that you're not just getting a regular, yeah. you know, make it unique. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, but off profile can also mean doesn't taste right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so I've always heard that they're off profile there, and I don't necessarily means know that that means it just didn't make the cut for their regular stuff. So they're giving it to the barrel selection groups, or what that actually means. So maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to find someone who knows the answer to that, but. I'd like to go back to Makers. I know it's out of the way. Yeah, I, um, I love going to Makers. To be honest, I, it's a it's a fun it's a fun campus. Like I said, um, minus the windy roads to get there, and, oh, and yeah. we had to, we had to rush when we got there with you. Yeah, we were late. So you were a little uh, a little queasy back there. A little queasy by the time we got there. But so let's dive into this uh, first one here. This is Brownie Sunday again. This is from 2021 OHLQ. The chocolate's very apparent for oh, me. Yeah. If you, if you hold it a little away from your nose, yeah. yeah. That was the first thing that I got. Same. I do almost feel like there's like a confectioner type uh, smell to it, like you know, like a, almost like a powdered sugar yeah. or something like that. Or it's like a sweet chocolate, not so yeah. much like a dark chocolate. Right. That's that's what I'm getting as well. So uh, I'm gonna dive into this. I mean, it smells fantastic. Mm-hmm. So. Very chocolatey still on the palate for me. Yeah, and for me, there's always this um, finish that Makers has, especially the the Private Selects when it's a little bit higher proof. It's almost like a full-bodied finish. Mm-hmm. And that back of the tongue is what I'm talking about. So, like, right before it goes to, f- you know, where you would call it a finish, <clears throat> I feel like it's such a full-bodied flavor that's got, like, a little bit of a chocolate to it anyway, usually. Um, now, I know some of these staves can probably undo some of that, but... This really falls into that wheelhouse, but amplifies the chocolate flavor to me. Yeah, I wish the finish lasted longer. Um, <clears throat> it it washes down kind of quick. I think if this had like a little viscosity to it, it would be better. It's not bad by any means, but I just wish the finish lasted. I feel like it goes kind of quick for me. I could see that. I mean, viscosity-wise, I think Maker's Mark is... The second drink was better. You get what you get with Maker's Mark. I don't think you're ever going to get, like, unless they have, like, some sort of 12 or 13-year that yeah. they release or something like that. I think you pretty much get 
you know that that same mouth feel on almost all the maker stuff i i find the finish on this one to be a little longer not not like long yeah but medium for sure um i didn't think it just dropped off like you said i i thought it actually stuck around for a second um the second drink was much better than the first i may have had i mean we did a small primer before we started yeah <clears throat> but maybe I just didn't have enough. I don't know. Well, and that was a little higher proof, too. That was That's a 120. Um, that was a rebel cask strength. Um, but, yeah, this is... Uh, it's really good. I like it. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. There's um, a fullness to it. I said that. But it... I don't know. It almost tastes like a dessert. Like a... Mm-hmm. Um, like a dessert bourbon that you would finish. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Something like that. Right. This would pair very well with a dessert, like you're saying, some kind of rich dessert, you know, whether it's a creme brulee or a tiramisu, yeah. you know, cheesecake, something rich like that. I think this would pair with very well. I agree. Mm. Cheesecake and bourbon. What else could you ask for, man? Not much, to be honest. I mean, that's living the dream right there. Yeah. So what do you got going on? What, what uh, you take any trips anytime recently? Or are you going anywhere soon? I'm going to, so I have some, a few, well, so I went to Orlando. I think I told you about going to Orlando. That was a work trip. Yeah. Um, had a great time down there. Networked like crazy. If any of you are listening that I sold my, my show to out there, our podcast to, <laughs> I'm glad that you were listening. Thank you. A little shout out to my Orlando peeps. Um, and then I'm going to Banff, Canada in a couple weeks, not a couple weeks, maybe a month from now. Is that a personal trip? That's a personal okay. trip. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. Flying into Calgary and then, um, Banff's pretty remote. So you have to drive an hour and a half to get there once you rent a car. What, uh, what's the, what's the goal of Banff? What do you do when you're there? Sightsee, hike. So um, it's just an outdoorsy type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Is it on a lake? Are you going? There is a lake there called Lake Louise. Um, if you look up Lake Louise, it doesn't look like it's real. It looks like it belongs on a postcard or something. It's really pretty. Yeah. Have uh, you been there before? I've never been to Banff. I've been to British Columbia, which is the next Providence over Banff's in Alberta. I love Canada. I don't know what it is, but Canada's beautiful. I've uh, been to Squamish and Whistler <coughs> and Vancouver um, over in British Columbia. This is in Alberta. This would be... If you think of um, Glacier National Park, if you were to go, like, into Canada from Glacier, this is a continuation. Yeah. So, very excited to hike. Um, mildly nervous that you have to carry bear spray while you're there. Bear mace, I should say. Yeah. That is a requirement. Um, a little nervous, but I think I'll be fine. Like, I'm not too stressed about it. Well, I mean. If it's a requirement, like, it, it's it's different if it's a, a recommendation. That yeah. That you're going to come into contact yeah. with a bear. Yeah. That's interesting. And then meeting some friends a few weeks after that in Gatlinburg, that's just nothing. It's just some friends that live in North Carolina, and it's a, a place in the middle to meet in Gatlinburg. So That's cool. Yeah, so uh, I am about to, and actually by the time this is has published, this should be... You'll be there? Middle of September. No, it, I'll be back. And, oh, gotcha. <laughs> and we'll be recording again, but I'm, I'm leaving this Friday for vacation going down to florida with my parents and my wife and brylon and jacob what part of florida uh the panhandle it's okay. it's near destin it's called santa rosa beach the gulf's really nice yeah to be honest I, so i grew up going to myrtle <coughs> beach all the time and myrtle beach just you know very touristy it's just busy yeah super busy so like for me and i know we've talked about this on other episodes i i don't enjoy that anymore when I was growing up, it was fine, and I almost just didn't even notice it. But as I get older, like, the last thing I want to do is spend my time in traffic, right. waiting an hour for dinner, 
like that kind of stuff. Um, so Destin and, and Destin can get pretty damn busy in the summer. I mean, it can. It's a popular destination, but it's never, never as busy as Myrtle Beach. The problem with Destin is it has one road mm. that travels the length of the beach, basically. So if you're going there, you have to go at certain times a day. Like if you're going around there, you need to go certain times a day, or you'll be stuck in some traffic. And otherwise, the beaches are beautiful. Um, they have some really good food places, especially where we're going to be staying. There's some really nice... Um, There's always good seafood at the beach, always. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think that the Panhandle is a big seafood place. Really? Not, not to say that they don't have any, because they always have local catches and stuff like yeah. that. But, like, t- that's the one thing I'll say Myrtle Beach did really well, is their Calabash-style, mm-hmm. you know, seafood. It was, like, all-you-can-eat buffet well, things, but too. Just, yeah, that, but it was just that style of seafood I enjoyed. I, You know, I like all types of seafood, but, you know, that style is what I grew up on. Um but I, not to say Destin doesn't have seafood. They do. I just feel like they don't have anything that blows your mind seafood-wise. But they do have some really cool, like, foodie-type places where, um, you know, we go down there. And, and we try to spread ourselves around. Plus, they have this really cool touristy bar. Uh, it's called, uh, shoot, I, I can't even remember. It starts with an M. It's like, it's Irish. And... Um, it's always, always busy. But we go there and pretty much every year just because, like, they have, like, a 20-cent soup. But then they have, like, you know, burgers, like, so many different types of burgers. Um, I mean, it's it's crazy, to be honest. Uh, How's the bourbon hunting down there? Have you looked into it at all? It's okay. I mean, it's Florida, so it's there's some stuff available there. What's really nice <clears throat> about where we stayed is I stayed there last year. We went down there for Tony's... Uh, I think it was 40, it was supposed to be him and Dan's 40th birthdays, but I think they had... 50th. That's what I said. <laughs> 50th birthdays. Um, but but um, we went down there and they had Eagle Rare for like $7. Oh, that's uh, not bad. Um, at the bars and restaurants yeah. we were eating. And that's that's one of the things, I don't think that culture has gotten down there yet. Gotcha. So they, you might find some stuff, but there's not a lot of allocated stuff available unless maybe go on the allocation days or mm-hmm. something. That part, I don't know. But um, when I've, whenever I go there, they have some interesting things, mm-hmm. but it's never like, oh, you know, like they've got this. Um, and their prices seem to be pretty reasonable. I, th- I don't know if they're a secondary or if they're a control state. I've never looked at that. Um but I don't think I've ever paid, like, ridiculous money for anything down there. When I was there in Orlando, and I granted I was at a hotel, so, like, hotel prices are always higher. But that Kentucky Spirit that I had, and I never got to find out if it was, like, a store pick Kentucky Spirit or not because it tasted really good. And I'm like, man, is this a store pick or what? I thought I thought all Kentucky Spirits were single barrels. I thought They are, but I didn't know if it was, like, a... Whether, whether the... Um, <clears throat> distillery picks it or someone else picks it i i don't know yeah um but i think usually if it's in a store i believe it's their pick it was really good and it was it was priced well too i can't remember off the top of my head but i remember having like an old-fashioned and like a pour of kentucky spirit was the same price as the old-fashioned and i was like well this is a no-brainer yeah in which way? What was it? What the was freaking the? Kentucky spirit okay, all day. Checking. I was just checking. Yeah, because I remember I brought those little Buffalo Trace airplane bottles for uh, right. for old fashions. Like, I'd order one, and then just, like, once I drank it, just, like, dump a thing of Buffalo Trace That's in there. Funny. And then ah. say, like, hey, my ice melted. I've just been talking all day. Can I get another ice ball? 
Did they have it? You didn't have any problem getting on the airplane with a with mm-hmm. the Buffalo Trace and stuff. No. Okay. I think you're allowed to travel with 200 um, milliliters, if I remember correctly. Right, but how many of those can you take? So that would be four because they're 50 each. Those are 50 milliliters. Yeah, they were 50. So milliliters you can take each. 200 milliliters of liquid. Yes, because if you remember those little Angelitos, the little Angels yeah. Envy bottles, those were 200 milliliters. Okay. And that's for your carry-on. Now, a checked right, bag, right, you right. can put whatever you the want. Sample bottles, what are those <clears throat> that we usually have, the four-ounce ones? How many milliliters is that? Um, or maybe they're two ounces. They're two ounces. Um, How many ounces are in a milliliter? That's a great question. I don't remember that conversion off the top of my head. I can look it up. Let's yeah. let's dive into this. I just actually took a drink of it. We haven't noticed The Queen City? Yeah, so Queen City. Tell us. So break that one down for us. Introduce yeah. it. While I look up milliliters to... uh, (laughs) Ounces to milliliters. Yeah. So this has two of the American Baked Pure, three of the French Cuvée, four of the 46, one of the Roasted French Mocha, which that was different. The other one was a different French. Um, And then zero of the Toasted French Spice. I thought they switched those out at one point. They must have. So I'm curious that these other bottles... They say the same as yours, I believe. They do. So this is the only one that has French mocha. Yeah. So there is 30 milliliters. Is that what we said, milliliters? Um, 50 milliliters in each one of those bottles that I bought from Buffalo Trace. Well, one fluid ounce is 30 milliliters, basically. So that's like an ounce and a half then in those um, travel bottles. So Sure if, looks like more than that. If we have a two-ounce bottle, that's 60 milliliters. And you, you think you can take 200 milliliters? Yeah. I bet if you filled up, though, four of those two ounces, I bet you that you would be okay. Because they're not going to be like, oh, is this 60, you know, milliliters and not 50? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because you're filling it up manually, too. Right. Interesting. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. I'd put them in a Ziploc bag in case they leak or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Plus, I have the ones that have the rubber stoppers on the inside of them, too. Nice. But I would still do that. Or put electrical tape on the outside of them. Yeah, something like that. Um. So what was the proof on this one? Um, I didn't say. So this is a 111.2 proof, 55.6 alcohol by volume, and this was from July of 2021. Okay. So I guess this would be more of a summer pick, and the one we tried earlier was a spring pick because it was March of 2021. Is Queen City – well, this is also an all-star. So, so this so this is a repeat. Yeah. So it might have even been from 2020. This is true. Um, I don't know that, but I, it's, I didn't get it in 2020, so I'm not real sure. Now – Queen City, is that Cincinnati? Yeah, I was going to say, is that generally considered Cincinnati? And I don't know enough history of why it's called the Queen City, but Cincinnati's always been known as the Queen City. Yeah. I wonder if it's, uh, was there a queen named Cincinnati? Fuck if I know. (laughs) Yeah, we should probably. Someone leave us a little comment if you know why it's Queen City. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can Google it, but if someone actually knows that's a Cincinnati listener. So let's uh, nose this. What do you get on the nose here? Ooh. Soft nose. Yeah. But a, a nice sweetness to it. It though. is. I agree. Um, interesting. I don't know what I'm smelling. Nothing jumps out. <clears throat> but there's definitely sweetness there. I'm going to dive into this. and then Baked maybe, bread, maybe? Yeah, that might be. I'm going to dive into this and then retaste or re-smell it because I think... There's definitely some spice coming through. Oh, it's almost like a licorice or something. I don't get licorice. I get a spice. Like black licorice is almost kind of what oh, I was I don't get that. I don't like black licorice. I don't normally either, but this is actually, whatever I whatever it is, I'm actually enjoying it. Um, 
this has a very clean finish to it. There's nothing harsh about it. <clears throat> I could see why it would be an all-star because it's very easy drinker. It's pleasant. Yeah, I, I think keep getting this like toast or some kind of like baked bread or toast. That might be getting something like, like a that. toasted marshmallow or something or it doesn't have the sweetness of a marshmallow for me. Well, that's what I mean, like toasted or even almost like a burnt marshmallow yeah. or something, but like <clears throat> I'm really liking this. Um, mm -hmm. I just can't pinpoint any of the flavors. I wonder if I Google it, if it has any, like, taste profile. There's definitely spice coming through on this. Yeah, there is. Um, that could be... Mm, that is good, I'll tell you. I mean, that might even be the uh, seared French cuvee. Is that what I it's think called? it's cuvee, but I could be wrong. Someone I can't see that can butcher me in the comments. My <coughs> eyes are, are not... Uh, cooperating anymore so um but yeah so we start going to santa uh, to destin a while back we used to go to banks all the time that's where our dog got its name i would i've not been to the outer banks because Did i, I hear say it's banks all the time outer banks yeah i know what you meant but uh they say it's a pain in the ass to get on the bridge sometimes because there's uh, like one bridge in and one bridge be. out well there's one at the top one at the bottom <clears throat> so it just depends on which way you're coming in from but it can be a little bit of a pain in the butt, but like, to be honest, I've never, I never had a problem getting in, but similar to Destin, there's one main drag through Outer Banks. When we're talking Outer Banks, I mean like the, the main ones like Kitty Hawk, mm -hmm. Duck, um, Nags Head, all those, all those right there that everyone's kind of, uh, the more popular part of Outer Banks, not the, not the desolate areas that are. But you have to have like a four wheel drive yeah. to get to and so all that. Like, when you come in on the island, if you if you want to go if you want to go, there's like north is like duck, and then after duck is I can't remember what Goose. It, yeah. <laughs> if you go duck and then back into duck and then duck again and then it's then goose. goose. All right, I got you. Um, but I can't remember what's just north of duck. I haven't been there in like ten years now. But uh, but then when you go when you go south from coming in. Uh, that's when you get into like Nags Head and you get into Kitty Hawk and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, and that's where the Kitty Hawk uh, first in flight. Right, that's where their little museum is. Mm -hmm. There's a neat little sand dunes you can like uh, snowboard on the sand dunes. Oh, that's and cool. Stuff. Probably fucking ruins the snowboard, but well, I don't think it's at that point. Yeah. It's a sandboard dune. Yeah. It's not a or a sand dune board, not a snowboard. Um, you know, different things like that. They let you do. You can also <coughs> go. Uh, hang gliding off the dunes mm, and that's stuff. Cool. Um, I think it's funny that North Carolina license plate says first in flight, but Ohio's used to say birthplace of aviation. Right. Because the Wright brothers were born in Dayton. Right. And there's that whole like, well, they were born in Ohio, but they didn't do it. You know, they went to, they did all their research in Dayton and everything, but they went to Kitty Hawk to actually fly well, because, because of the, those. the wind. Yes. And the dunes. Yeah. Um, but, and they weren't even the first in flight, to be honest. That was not even in the United States. They were the first in controlled flight. Oh, okay. So, like, that's the, that's the, uh, there were other people that did similar things, but couldn't control it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And not that theirs was super controlled either, but, um, you know, they, I think they figured out a little bit about the lift and stuff mm -hmm. like the what Bernoulli's principle and all that stuff. Um, so anyway, but yeah, that's a, that's a fun little place to go to. Um, it's not super busy either. And the difference for me is like Outer Banks, Destin, like Destin has some high rise hotels and stuff, but for the most part, it's houses. 
Okay. And Did you so, get an Airbnb? Is that what you're staying in? Yeah. So, nice. uh, well, it's a Verbo. Yeah, I see. Which yeah. I've always called VRBO, but now apparently the commercials call yeah, it Verbo. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've always called them VRBO as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got a, a house, but the I think the difference is is like when you go to Myrtle Beach, it's all high rises. And when yeah, you when you go to um, Hilton Head, it's a lot of high rises and then houses intermingled. Um, you know, Hilton Head does a good job of hiding a lot of stuff. Like there's a lot of foliage and mm-hmm. sign like signs are like it, you know even Lots of like palm style trees yeah, and, and stuff that hide just, things. Yeah, and it, you just don't feel like you're in a really heavily like populated, populated area until yeah. you get on the beach. Right. And then you're on the beach and you're like, oh, okay, there's a lot of people here. Right. Um, but it's but I like Hilton Head okay. Um, now I don't golf much anymore like I used to. If I did, Myrtle Beach, Hilton Head, those would be great places to go to. I don't think there's a lot of good golfing in the Destin area that I'm mm-hmm. aware of. I haven't heard much about it. But I know, like, when I used to go on golf trips with my dad, I would go to uh, Myrtle Beach, and we would go golfing all the time. And um, so, I mean, that that was always a, a big trip for us was just to go down and go golfing. And we would go for four days. It's and, a lot of golf. Well, but sometimes we would do 54 holes in a day, Damn. too. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Sounds like me on spring break. We would golf from, like, 7 a.m. until, like, 8 p.m. at night. Jesus. And it would be getting dark, and, I mean, it was nuts. So I do want to say real quick, not to cut you off, I found the Queen City. Um, it says, inviting, inviting aromas of allspice with toasted oak and tobacco, rich dark fruit laced with vanilla bean, or sorry, vanilla bean and toasted coconut on the palate, savory finish, um, soft, smoky, dry coca. So it's the oak for me or the tobacco. Uh, the tobacco and then also the coconut. I'm getting yeah. the coconut a little bit. Um, but the tobacco that, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that's what it is. It's tobacco. It's tobacco for me as well. It didn't come off like a, it's a very like soft tobacco. It wasn't like a harsh tobacco. Agreed. That's what took me a second to figure out too. I, I, I could not come up with it. No, I think I want to do the crumble coffee cake next. And save the other one for last because I feel like the other one's going to be my absolute favorite. Okay. So yeah. I like to save the best for last. Whatever. That's uh, fine with me. I like hearing that glug, 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 glug. I like that these are all created equal because they all got open today. Yeah. That is kind of neat. It doesn't happen often. So along with, and I hadn't really talked about this yet, I, I finally took ownership of my Tesla a couple, mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. It's been almost two weeks now. Um, I'm in love. Good. Like, I already had a half, it was a plug-in hybrid. I had a Volt. Uh, and it was, a you know, served me well. I had it for 10, well, it was about 11 years, actually. That's good. Not many people keep their cars that long. So that's a very and good. And I've still got it. It's Bridland's car now. Yeah. And I uh, took it out today, filled it up with air for the tires, and... And uh, plugged it in for him because it only gets about 40 miles on a charge. And then it switches over to gas. Um, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm finding all these little Easter eggs in the Tesla. Like there's a, there's a, so there's voice commands you can mm-hmm. use in the Tesla. And one of them, a, a buddy of mine who doesn't even have a Tesla goes, tell it to, tell it to open its butthole. So I was like, what? I was like, all right. So I went in and told it to open its butthole and the freaking charge Port opens. Oh, that's funny. And uh, there's little things I've been reading too about little Easter eggs and stuff, like hints to uh, back at Back to the Future or um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, stuff like that. So like great ner- book and movie, nerdy stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, the movie was actually pretty good. It was I yeah. liked it? Um, 
And, but yeah, it's a, I've really enjoyed, I think the hardest thing for me to get used to and today. <laughs> so when you take your ga- your foot off the gas, is there an electric brake? It applies a brake automatically. Mm-hmm. And that's for the regenerative braking. Yeah. So like the, you can not use the brake pedal if you don't want to, unless like you emergency, like, Oh shit, I didn't take my foot off the gas in time. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you take the foot off the gas a little bit, I mean, the it's brake, not the gas. <laughs> the bra- yeah, the brake starts applying yeah. as it, at the ratio in which you're pulling your foot off the accelerator. Mm-hmm. Is that better? That's better. That's good. Um, so it's almost like if you were two foot driving. I know you're not supposed to do that, but if you were two foot driving, and as you're taking your foot off the gas on a regular car and applying the brake yeah. at the exact same kind of pace, that's almost what it's like. And so it's weird, but I've gotten used to it now. So I drove my son's car today. Oh, and I almost forgot to hit the. To I almost forgot to hit the brake. I could see and I was that. like, oh, like I had a quick panic moment. I was like, oh shit, yeah, brake. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, and then uh, it has its own feature where it does that, not as aggressively, and it's just it's almost like low gear, like mm-hmm. a regular car. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you fo- let your foot off the gas, it starts to apply the regenerative braking, but it doesn't do it as aggressively as the Tesla. Now the Tesla allows you to adjust how much it does that. That's nice. Because in the winter, if you hit ice, you don't want it to do it too harshly well, but or it, something. I don't think it will allow that to happen. Okay. It, it's pretty aware, like slipping and stuff. like mm-hmm. it, Those things, I've, I've read some stuff about how well they do on ice. and well, I, Most, like not even that car, but most cars in these days, if they detect any what they call wheel slip, yeah. it does a good job of compensating. And I'm sure that car... Well, and this is a four... Every, every wheel has its own motor. Yeah. So it does, a, from what I understand, a pretty good job of trying to prevent you from losing control of the car like it's and it's it reacts pretty quickly like when it recognizes there's a car stopping in front of you it applies the brake quickly um i mean it's it's almost instantaneous it's pretty impressive i love the idea of the app on those as well so say it's cold you can start heating it before you get in your car vice versa i can actually just tell siri to do that for Mm -hmm. me and i've done that a few times like in the summer it, it you know it'll start the air conditioner or whatever um, and it'll heat up the battery too before you get in, just mm-hmm. so you're not running the battery down. Because in cold climates, the yeah, it can be harder on batteries. It can, yeah. yeah. Um, I do think EVs are going to be the future. I don't think everyone is sold yet, which you know, it's a big change. People are always resistant to change, but you know, I know California, they signed some kind of legislation that in 2035, which in all reality is not that far away. Well, I mean, it's it's getting really closer. not. Um, that they will not sell any internal combustion engines brand new. So now you can buy... Right, used. Used, still, of course. Right. But, but Yeah. And, and so to me, that is huge because California is obviously a ginormous state. Well, it also puts the pressure on these automakers to give an alternative at a reasonable yeah, price. Absolutely. Potentially. It doesn't, I guess, have to be at a reasonable price. People could buy used cars, I guess. But in the meantime... It just... It's coming. Like, the EVs are coming. You know what I mean? I, I support it. Like, this I think they're is, this great. This is what irritates me. Okay, so like Tesla has their own charging network, which is awesome. That's great. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's awesome that it's part of my navigation. As I put in my location for a trip, I could go somewhere and it will tell me when and where to stop and, you know, which EV charge. Very intelligent. Yeah. So like it just it just adds it to the trip and it knows, okay, at this in Cincinnati, you're going to stop here. You're going to charge for 20 minutes and then you're going to go to here and charge for whatever. What I like about that is that it kind of forces you to. Not Thelma and Louise, the gas tank, you know, like yeah. like we would do, you know. Absolutely. But it's so it, 
makes you get out more frequently. As I'm getting older, the thrombosis, you know, threat is real. Yeah. You know, so get out more, walk around, spend 15, 20 minutes charging your car, doing something other than sitting yeah, in your car. Blood flowing. Now, when I travel as, unless it's by myself, when I'm with my family, I can't not spend 20, 20 minutes at a gas station. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off. Yeah, I'm usually in and out, boom. That's you know? how I am. But with as soon as Trina and Brylin are with me, they're using the bathroom, which is fine. They're, you know, Getting rummaging. snacks, drinks. Yeah, like we have snacks in the car, but they will sit there and <laughs> look for, oh, what does this convenience yeah. store have? You know, like, hey, come on. So what I don't understand is <clears throat> why more gas stations... Because they don't make their money on the gas. They make they their don't. money in, on the, you know, the convenience mm-hmm. store inside. Why don't they have chargers? Like, th- every one of them should have chargers. Give it time. I think it'll happen. I don't right, know what why, the cost what's, what's is. What's the wait? You should be doing it now. It might be a money On thing. any major interstate, if you're a gas station and you don't have electric outlets, you're mm-hmm. an idiot. Yeah, and I, I think, too, like... Once solar panel technology like jumps up a little bit too, and you can use those solars to but, charge but those, char- charge people for it. It doesn't yeah. have to be free. Agreed. Charge yeah, them. charge people for charge it. Charge them whatever the electricity costs. Yeah. And then when they get there and they have to spend twenty minutes there, you like you know what the perfect places for that would be sheets. Yeah, the ones that have like little food stations yeah, too, not little, just like, like convenience little, foods, right, not like but they make shit. it to they make it to order. Yeah, um, those would be perfect for. You know, electric chargers. And I've heard some of the sheets have them, but, like, they should be. Like, if I was Tesla or if I was a gas station, I'd be reaching out to Tesla and say, hey, I'll take two of your chargers here. Yeah. I bet if you listen to this podcast five years from now, you'll be like, fuck, these are everywhere. I think it's, you know, I just just don't understand. Like, honestly, I'm half tempted to start a gas station and install chargers in them. Well, yeah, especially if you did something close to like 70 or right, one of these big interstates. Right, that's what I mean, near, near, near interstates, oh, yeah. yeah. 270, 270, all those places. Absolutely. And give them a destination. So give them something that's not just a convenience store inside. Give them a, a like a little restaurant. Yeah. Or make sure that you have fast food attached to it. I know Volvo is working on one for like tractor-trailer type things. I think once you start seeing more of those... Because, you know, they dictate a lot of what happens with, you know, everything that we purchase and all this nonsense. Um, I bet you that you'll, we'll see way more of it. Do you know this crumble cookie, coffee, yeah, cake, so let me Let me introduce this one since it's on my side. So this is from 2022, mm. OHLQ again. Crumble Coffee Cake is the name, and it's got two American Pure Staves, zero French uh, cuvee or however you say it, uh, two Maker's Mark 46 staves, two roasted French mendiant, and four toasted French spice. So it's 111.3 proof, 55.65% alcohol by volume. And this was a March 2022 pick from OHLQ. I just knows this, and this might be my favorite one so far. It's definitely my favorite on the nose. Yeah. The nose is ridiculous. I'm reading the description. I cheated. I'm sorry. That's okay. But before you say anything to me. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm definitely getting like a brown sugar and a vanilla. E. It's in the background. There's a serious sweetness here. Um, this, this, what, what this reminds me of on the nose 
is the Starbucks coffee cake that you can the crumble coffee mm. cake that you can buy at their at their yeah. which I only get when I go when I'm traveling when by plane. Yeah, when you're flying, yeah. yeah. I'll get that in a coffee. Yeah. Because I usually don't have time to eat breakfast in the morning mm. when I'm going on those early flights, so I'll just get that in a coffee. I'll get like their banana bread in a coffee. Yeah. I love me some banana oh, bread. Oh, banana bread's awesome. Um, but generally I order up a uh, a crumble coffee cake, um, a cook or I'm sorry, a coffee and then 5 minutes later I'll order up a shit. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> um, but Can you watch my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's the worst. No, I, generally what I do is I'll just take it into the. Oh yeah, the stall. A lot of times same. when I'm traveling, I'm traveling same day there and back, so all I have is a backpack, and okay. I'll just hang my backpack oh, yeah. up on the on the yeah. you know the clothing thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> but when I travel, I travel with ass wipes because the toilet paper and the bat and the um, it's like it's. It's like sandpaper. It's and it's like fucking a half ply. It's not even a full ply. Right. Yeah. So you're like, if you don't ball it up into a freaking, you know, your fingers going through it. Oh for yeah, sure. you're getting a little action that morning. Um, some dirty action. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's like John Wayne uh, toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> rough, tough, and doesn't take shit from anybody. That's right. So um, I'm excited to try this. Yeah, one. this one smells good, man. So what did you read? You you said you cheated in red. You want me to tell you? I didn't, the I nose, wanted to take just a drink the nose, first. Just oh, the nose. So it doesn't give. It just gives a description. It doesn't break it down mm. by like, you know, Wait nose taste. Then. Yeah. yeah. Oh. There's something in here that I hope I get. Oh, that's good. That's really good. This might be. Yeah. This might oh, be this one of my favorite good. makers marks I've ever had. Agree. This is stinking. This is stinking good. So this has that tongue coating that I absolutely yeah, love. Yeah, it does have a little bit of a tongue coating. Um, but there's it stays a... on the front of my tongue. So it's weird how different tastes like where it lingers. Sometimes they linger on the back of your tongue. Yeah. For me, this lingers on the front of my tongue. So to me, you know, when you've like, so we're talking about road trips, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're taking a road trip, a lot of times you eat like candy. Yeah. Or and you get like sugar tongue. Yeah. I almost get immediate sugar tongue after I drink this. There's definitely sugar in this. Like it's a, it's an immediate, uh, all, like I said, like almost like a sugar tongue feeling, you know, after you've been traveling in a car for a, a whole day. Um, that's what I'm getting on this. What? Uh, go ahead and let me read it to you. Yeah. This is very. This is by far my favorite one. Complex, yes. Velvety mouthfeel. Velvety yes. mouthfeel, yeah. Aromas of co- roasted coffee beans. I, you know, I was almost going to say coffee bean. Maybe a blonde coffee bean, yeah, like a yeah, light yeah, roasted like a light, coffee I, bean. I, I was, I was actually thinking that, but I was like, well, it says, you know, crumble coffee cake. Yeah, you think of like the cinnamon or whatever. Yeah, that. That, yeah, and you know what? Maybe there is a little cinnamon in this too. Yeah. That's what that might be the thing I was trying to, and I couldn't think of. But go ahead. Rich flavors of brown sugar, warm I, cinnamon. I said brown sugar. Yep, you did. And, and the cinnamon I do get now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, bold baking spices, pie crust, and dried oh, fruit. Pie pie crust I get. I get pie crust. Um, I wouldn't have gotten pie crust on my own. Yeah. But reading I know it, me neither. You, you, you're saying it's what yeah. made me think of it. The I said the brown sugar for sure. Mm-hmm. That was that was like slap in the face. Yep, agree. The cinnamon's there for sure. But it's uh, a pleasant cinnamon. No, it's a good. It's you always break down the cinnamon the way you do. And yeah, I, I would agree. It's the good cinnamon, and it's um that a little bit of coffee. You're right, and then it's the the pie light, crust. Yeah, that it's, pie this crust is I'm very getting. good. This is yeah. by far my favorite. I'm pissed off that I went to the store and they didn't have this, which I was looking for the marshmallow crispy treats. Yeah, um, which is what we're doing next. Yes, and I was like, oh, I'm saving that one for last, but now I feel like I'm going to be disappointed. 
Maybe. I mean, I this, is, this is good. This is very if good. It's, but it, you know what, though? If it's marshmallow and it's got like a... If it's crispy and treaty. <laughs> oh, man, this is good. This is, yeah. Um, If it's got a toasted marshmallow kind of flavor to it, and you... Man, th- this is good. Yeah, I know. I keep saying... Every drink, it gets a little better each I know. time. And there's something new about it each yeah. time. And that's that complex that they said. I, it's good. I can't imagine visiting this in a month once it's oxidized a little bit. And it not being a little better? I think it'll be way... I mean, not that it's bad now, but I think right, it's right, going right. to like... Open up even more. Agree. Yeah. Sometimes... And I've heard some people say that that these private selects, that they feel like when oxygen hits them, they go bad. Oh, really? I guess we'll just have to drink it yeah, soon. I don't yeah, know. right. Drink it faster. <laughs> um, but I've got so many Maker's Mark private selects you open that are half full, and I go back to them, and I still think they taste fine. So I don't know if that's true or not. You have that bread pudding one that I hit up every so often, yeah. and that one's always good. I've never <sighs> so had good. any bad experiences. This with one, one I think is better than that. This has like a little, I don't know, there's almost like a little cherry underlying too. Yeah, I could see a little cherry in that. Damn, I might have to go back to this one after we're done. This is good. Let Trainer taste that. See if it gives. Get, you get the Trampy stamp. See if we can get the Tramp stamp. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's close the lid on that one, and let's go to this uh, this last one here. And I have uh, the notes on it. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Don't uh, say anything yet. I I like to not know what I'm supposed to be tasting first. And I'm fine if you want to pour a little bit of a heavier hand on these. You know how many yeah. Maker's Marks I've gotten. Oh, I know. And they just don't, it feels like they just never get killed. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to expect. You know, I don't want it to be something that, you know, I don't enjoy. <clears throat> but, I mean, I could definitely take another pour of this crumble coffee cake. Yeah. I. Well, I mean, unless you have to leave, you're more than welcome to stick around for another uh, swaller. Well, I'm sure I will. It's good. Um. All right, so this is Marshmallow Crispy Treat, and it's got 53200. So you should know by now what all those mean. <laughs> so <laughs> this word, marsh, is it marshmallow or marshmallow? Yes. Because it's spelled marshmallow. Well, but it's two L's, so I don't think it's mallow. It's, it'd be marshmallow, if anything. Yeah, it'd be a, a short A, not a long A, right? right? But when it's like a double consonant. It, it's, it comes off as an E where I'm from. It's marshmallow. Yeah, I've always called it marshmallow as well. But just the spelling of it, you'd think it would be M-E-L-L-O-W. Right. It's funny. You know that game that we played with Brad um, a couple years ago when you're the Jackbox oh, TV? Oh, just the tip. Oh, oh, <laughs> that one. Yeah, 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 the Jackbox stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it was funny. Someone had put, like, something funny in there, and they put Marshmallow, M-E-L-L-O-W. Yeah, that was probably Sam. And I was like, spell. I was like, well, whoever did that, you're wrong, because it's spelled wrong, and everyone was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so this is five baked American pure staves, three of the uh, seared French cuvee, Two Maker's Mark 46s, and then zero of everything else. So zero of the French Mendiant and uh, zero of the toasted French Spice. So so what's interesting is both the Brownie Sunday and this Marshmallow both have five staves of the Baked American Pure. Yeah. So I'm curious if there's going to be any similarities well, there, at all. There has to be. I mean, look, there's only five staves to choose from. Correct. And yeah. is the maximum number of each one five? No, you can do ten of one if you want and zero of the rest. And there was one of those in the OHLQ this time that was really? actually, it was ten of the far right one, I believe. Wow. 
It was zero 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 ten, I think. So these always, I, I mean, I guess right when I look at it, they equal ten. But I didn't realize that when I first glanced. Yeah, and I think the, uh, I'm not sure of this, but I'm pretty sure the Maker's Mark 46 is 10 of the 46 ones. I think so. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think. Don't you remember they did, like, 46 iterations of different stave profiles? and like, Or they yeah. did more than 46, right, but the, but the 46th one was their was favorite. Their favorite. I, yeah. think that's, I think that's true. I think that's how I remember it as well. Because when we went, they did a little thing where they had, like, yeah, the yeah, barrel yeah. cut in they half. They talked about it. And, and you yeah. could see, because it wasn't what I expected. They're just kind of like these staves just, like, they, floating in the middle. Well, they yeah, it's almost like a, I think they're attached to, like, a metal thing or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. It's almost like a rotisserie, like, if yeah. you think about it. Right. But it, it gives more service area in contact yeah. with, the, with the actual um, fluid, liquid. What do you get on the nose here? There's definitely a marshmallow on the nose. Yeah. I get the... Uh, oh, so there's a... Hold on now. Very sugary kind of... Yeah. Uh, it's almost like a cereal type of... Uh, Do you ever make... Oh, so when you said cereal, there's two things. Number one, the marshmallows inside of Lucky Charms. It smells like that a little bit. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And then number two, I don't know if you ever make Rice Krispies, but out of all the desserts, Rice Krispie treats are my absolute favorite. Yeah. Homemade, though, not right. store-bought. Right, right, right. When I mean, make, the store-bought ones are good. They're but good, but they're not the same. Right, they're not. When you're making Rice Krispie treats and you melt the butter in the pan, yep. and then you add, add the marshmallows, the marshmallow, yeah. that's what it smells like. Yep. And you know what? You said that last week, too. I did, didn't I? For uh, two weeks in a row. Either I need some new material or no, there's some could, redundancy. But, but the one they did might have been similar to this. Yeah, this I is didn't true. look at the stave combinations on those. I don't remember if we took a picture of that either, to be honest, to see if we uh There's no week because I didn't take a picture. Well, when I was a kid, someone would always say, is there a mouse in your pocket? When you would say we. <laughs> meaning, that, meaning that they. That they're not involved. <laughs> is there a mouse in your what pocket? What do you mean we? Is there a mouse in your pocket? Well, that might have been something my grandma said. God rest her soul. I mean, she's not dead yet, but God rest her soul. My grandma? I'm joking. Oh, she's been dead for a long time. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Oh. That's like a Fletch thing. Oh, God, uh, God rest With soul. Chevy Chase? Uh, she, or uh, not Fletch. It was a uh, Christmas vacation, actually. When, oh. he's, when he's flirting with the girl at the... Uh, yeah, the counter. Lingerie the counter. Lingerie, yeah. yeah. Grace has been dead for... No, but years. he says, God rest her soul. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, she's not dead. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Can't see the line, can you, Ross? It'll be. It's going to be that time before you know it. Oh, it's. We're almost there. We are almost there. All right. So is there let's, a little pecan. Pecan. I don't know. Maybe something a little nutty, for sure. All right. Here we go. I'm diving in. Oh. So well, this one had the biggest finish so far for me. Yeah. Ooh, and the finish was. Sweet. That's odd. Very sweet. This mm. coats the entire tongue for me. Yeah. Like one of them, maybe the last one, coated the front of my tongue a lot. Yeah, that's what you said, yeah. <coughs> I'm joking. No, this one coats my entire tongue. This is very pleasant. Um, 111.3 proof. Yeah, I don't think 55.65 alcohol by volume. Same as the last one, yeah. actually, yeah. Almost, I it is identical to the last one. These are neck was. and neck, so... I'm still leaning toward the crumble coffee cake only because the sweetness on this one is hitting me in a weird place. It's on the back of the tongue. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting much on the front of the tongue. Whereas the crumble coffee cake, I felt like it was all the way through and every drink gave me something a little bit different. 
Now, I've only had one drink of this, yeah. so we'll see as this goes on. But as of right now, the crumble coffee cake was... Uh, the crumble, it's whatever, the CCC. <laughs> um, <laughs> Triple C. C cubed. Um, it is definitely more complex, and I feel like that's what edges it ahead for me a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've had one drink, right? So This is true. So let's let's dive into some more. Can I read the description on this one? Mm, that second drink was good. Yeah, read the description. Yeah, it's good. Um, really good. Excuse me. Aromas of vanilla and oak. Yep, I'm getting con- the vanilla. Yep, no, I don't get the oak so much. Confectionery profile of definitely, marshmallow. Definitely mm-hmm. confectionery. Freshly baked bread, candy, and hints of pear. No I, pear for me. I'm not sure I get pear either, but I'm definitely getting the marshmallow and the confectionery kind of feeling yeah. to it. Like Confectionery, marshmallow, baked bread, and candy. Like, I got that in the brownie one as well, but it was more chocolate. Yeah. Um, this is... This is interesting. This is good. And I wonder, you know, the brownie had five staves, right, of the uh, American Pure? Yeah, it did. And this one has five staves of the American Pure, and they're b- they were both very confectionery. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, if, I wonder how much that plays a part of it. I didn't read the brownie Sunday, did I? You didn't read any of them except for Queen City moving forward. Okay, so, so brownie Sunday. So, so I guess you it. read three of the four. That was a bad way to say that. Um. You know what's surprising is we haven't had our guest star down here laying with us. I know. Where the fuck is Banks? I don't know. And we're actually sitting in the bourbon room too. He actually, he you know He's he might chilling. He might here. be behind us on his bed. Oh. Instead of sitting in here because, uh, but we're in the bourbon sitting room right now. This is, I I don't spend enough time in here. Like I go through spurts. I'll go through a spurt where Trina and I will sit down here and watch some shows. And then these yeah. are comfortable chairs. I could the definitely chairs are like, comfortable for you know, sure. Put the, my feet up on the coffee table, yeah. watch some TV. The room is comfortable. I agree. Think. It's just a fun, it's just a comfortable room. I've thought about like in five or six years redoing this whole basement again. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but I could see just depending on like what styles are going on. Well, it's or just it's redundant right now because we have a basically a sitting room in there to watch TV. We have a sitting room in here to watch TV. Now, this is the bourbon sitting room. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I see what you mean. <clears throat> um, so, did you find anything on the uh, brownie sundae? From I did. So, this one breaks it down differently. So, this does aroma. Delicate notes of vanilla and sweet cream. Flavor. Um, palate is... Sweet cream. That's a good yeah, description. That is I a good description. I agree. Makes me think of like coffee creamer yeah, or right, like right. heavy whipping cream but or something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is like the, the heavy <laughs> whipping cream or the coffee creamer. But that's kind of one of the things I feel like I got. Um, the front palate is soothed with soothed with dessert notes of vanilla bean, dark chocolate fudge, complementing a luscious toffee accent. And I feel like we said not we didn't, we didn't say, say toffee, toffee, yeah, but like that chocolate fudge. We we did say it was a. Uh, you know, the, it was a confectionery chocolate, yeah, which is 100%. what I get with fudge, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah, there's confectioner sugar right. and stuff in that. So I, I think that makes sense. I think that's accurate to what we said. Yeah, and then finish, it says an inviting soft, or I'm sorry, inviting soft finish with a hint of almond. And you did say you didn't get a, a heavy finish on this. <laughs> no, I said it, was, it finished, you Yeah, know, light. Light. So, that, so, so that's, that makes sense. Wow, look at us. Look Shit, at it's us. It's like we know what we're talking about. Damn, we're getting there. Some bitch. We're getting there. Come back in a year, we're going to be nailing this shit. <laughs> Did you? This is off topic, but did you do the bottle lottery? Not yet. Okay, don't forget. I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. 
I know it's a good it's a one, good but one. I'm not going to win, so I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. I'm I not won either. Yet. I haven't won a single bottle lottery yet. I haven't either. And I enter in myself, my wife, my parents, my Can stepdaughter. You Is he 20? No, he's not, not 21. 21. You're right. My Never stepdaughter mind. and my oldest son, Jacob. Damn. I, so I got one, two, three, four, five, six. I do wow. six entries. Never. Every time, and I never, I've never won. So a guy that I work, or I'm sorry, he is a service engineer for us. Um, his parents, I think they're a little bit older because he's older than me, I believe. Um, but they were in town visiting, and they went to the Ohio State Fair. And oh, he did told they do them, the Blantons, and they won? They won the oh, straight from the barrel. God. And that guy is the luckiest son of a bitch. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I stopped into Kroger at Canal Winchester, and they just had Blanton sitting out. Not that I'm obsessing over Blantons, but it's a more about, like, the, the desire to get it, you know. And it just, it's sitting out. <laughs> like, it never sitting just out. sits out. And he was, I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I called my wife and told her to go get one, too. And I'm like, what? you must be the luckiest person I know. Well, and again, it's just Bland's, but at the same time, Bland's, it retail's fine. It, it's more, yeah, retail, it's fine, but it's just more about getting lucky, right? Because it's something that's harder to find. Yeah. Speaking of getting lucky. The yeah. lucky seven? Numero do. Oh, oh, you didn't <laughs> send it back? I was told I didn't have to. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Moving forward. But I got lucky at, yeah, Buffalo Trace. We got the E.H. Taylor small batch, and no one else wanted it, so I, I, lucked I got on three. That too. I got three yeah. of them. I ended up getting one of those, whatever you ended up oh, with yeah. total. So I, I ended up with three. I sold you one of them, yes. right? That's yeah. what happened. Did you take yours? I did. Okay. No, I mean, no, I didn't get it. I'll take one. <laughs> it's like, no, it was sitting right yeah, there. Yeah, I think it's still that. I think <laughs> that's mine, actually. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But, you know, what's funny is I did it because I got back and realized I already had four of them. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. And you know what? I, I got three of them, killed one the day we got it. Damn. And I and everyone keeps telling me that I pretty much killed it myself. E.H. Taylor's very good. Um I tell people you know all what? the time. I like small batch better than I like single barrel. I do too. I've only had two single barrels though, and they've both. It's not that they're bad. I just like the small batch better. I do too. I do too. I, I even agree. had the bottled and bond once. Um, they're all bottled and bond. Don't they have one that's just except for the barrel proof one? What was it? E. H. Taylor was the guy OG who bottled and bond. Well, he was the he was the guy that ushered in the bottled and bond. I don't know what it was then because it was advertised not as small batch, but it was advertised as bottled and bond. So I don't know. I, Maybe they just fucked me over on price. <laughs> I mean, they're all 100 proof bottled and bond. Yeah. That's, that's except for the barrel proof one. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. At least I'm pretty sure. Like I think even Amaranth of the gods and I think, um, I think Amaranth of the gods and I think the warehouse C and I think the tornado, whatever. I oh, think the those tornadoes are, is crazy. I think they're all 100 proof. I'm pretty Probably. sure they're all bottled and bone. The guy that I work that works with me, he's obsessed with the tornado and he wants one really bad. Yeah. But I, I mean, the, the further we get away from it. Yeah. They're like four grand now or something yeah, stupid. I mean, it's like, I don't understand how they're still around and haven't been drank. Yeah. That was in like 2004 or something. That, that just irritates me. I, I don't know when it was, but I just know that they should all be gone. They should all be gone. Yeah. They should all be, you know, they should agreed. not, there should not be any of those left. They should be drank. Mm -hmm. And the only reason there should be any left is if someone got two, drank one and kept one. Yeah. Yeah. Did a shelf or something. That's the only reason. Agree. Like it pisses me off that you buy a bourbon and you don't taste it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. You're just robbing the world of, of Flavortown. You know what I haven't opened, and I've told myself I'm going to do it this year, 
I might do it on my birthday is um, that Masters Keep one. I still haven't opened that. You mean the one we bought for you when you couldn't make the trip? Correct. Fuck. I paid you back. Okay. I know, I'm not saying that you didn't. But we we looked out for you that I on that one. I really like, appreciate it. And we we actually had to talk a guy in. Well, we didn't. It didn't take a lot of talking, but we convinced the guy. So so Tyler, like a dumbass, didn't buy one. What? So I bought his. Oh, you had two of them. Well, I had to. We bottle killed it on our oh, on our trip. Okay. I've got one back good there. Good for still. you. Like good for you for fucking bottle killing. Yes, one. that's you know that's what we do. Yeah. So we drank our bourbon, and my other one, my second one, is it's probably a third empty, so yeah. or two thirds full, I should say. <laughs> but I mean, but it's optimist. <laughs> <laughs> but like seriously though, like I drink from it every so often. Yeah, and I need to tap mine open and just sometimes it's good. I want to have an ex. And so th- this is my problem, and we I know it's to- a problem. We should do a toasted barrel. Have we done a toasted barrel episode? It's been a long time, but we did do a toasted. Did barrel. we do Masters one? We did Masters one. It was a blind toasted barrel, which was really fun. Oh, and we did Nulu. We did uh, Elijah Craig, Elijah toasted. Craig, and we did Masters Keep One, didn't we? I think we did the Michter's toasted rye. Maybe I can't think we would have done that. That with seems the weird. Rest. Maybe that maybe been we weird. didn't. Maybe we did, but I can't imagine we would have. That would have been an odd combination. It's an odd duck in there. But yeah, some, sometimes I feel like I need an excuse, right? Whether it's like a holiday, a birthday, etc. You know. Uh, whatever something that's you know great that's happened that like i need an excuse to open these good bottles and that's my problem you know what the excuse is the great thing that's happened is you woke up today you're alive that's what i was going to say you're alive i mean you watch every time i watch neat and i've seen it a few times now i sit back and i think fuck man it's kind of inspirational as dumb as that sounds well no it is it's 100 percent inspirational because you sit there and listen to freddie johnson talk about spending that time with his dad and just that's sitting, like that hits me in the feels. That's borderline oh, emotional. Yeah, I like. It really I, I'm is. not gonna lie. I tear up every time yeah, he talks about that. It's emotional. I'm not even kidding you. And then Trina makes fun of me. Yeah, like when I tell the story she's, about she's it. Sometimes in, she's dead inside, yeah. though. She really is. <laughs> no, she is. She has. She is dead inside. Um, but what's funny though is I'll see her like tearing up about things, and I'm just like, "What are you tearing up about?" Yeah. But then, like, if it's a real emotional thing, I'll tear up, and she'll be making fun of me, and I'm like, "You know what? <laughs> You're dead inside." Like if that doesn't get to you, you're dead inside. Right. So yeah, like I'm I'm planning on taking a nice bottle of bourbon with me to Destin or or Santa Rosa. My dad's gonna be there. I'm gonna see if and my mama will she'll drink bourbon with me. And That's cool. uh, they were on the uh podcast a couple of years ago. It was a pretty good episode where they talked about, you know, their I remember that. But um I think I'm going to take a nice bottle down, try to, you know, drink it with my dad, have just a you know, nice conversation, him and my mom, just sit there and hang out and, you know, talk and reminisce and whatever else. Neither of my parents drink. My brother-in-law is a beer guy. He doesn't like bourbon, so I don't have anyone well, you drink bourbon family. while he's drinking beer. Yeah, you know? I'm just saying there's no one with family that I can pull out these good bottles to share hey, with them. I'm pretty sure I'm family now. I mean, pretty much. Pretty but you much. have everything I have, so... You know, there's nothing good that I can be like, oh, you enjoy this. And right. That's my point. Like, there's nothing that I have. I don't have to drink yours. You can drink mine. That's how it works. I know. I don't get it. But I don't like sharing with people. So, my next thing I'm thinking about doing for the uh, bourbon room, the bourbon storage room, or the speakeasy room, or Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, I'm thinking about switching over to an RFID magnetic lock. That's a cool idea. And I was thinking that it would also potentially automatically open the door. 
So I don't know how that would all work yet. So A, don't do this. But do you know that they now, I only know this because we had a patient for what I do for a living. You can inject an RFID chip into your skin. Right. That's the mark of the devil. Yeah. I, I know. And like, like, um, like, don't do that. But I won't. I cannot believe that they sell something where you self-inject. I was thinking about getting an R- the RFID card that comes with it, having like Andrew bore out like a that shape mm-hmm. underneath like a little statue or something, and then you just slide that statue over the reader. Oh, like that's it a sits cool on idea. The, it sits on the shelf, and then you just slide it over the reader, and it unlocks. That's a very like James Bond, right? Like, and kind of cool. And then when I leave for vacation and my son's not around, I, I hide you. that somewhere, put yeah. it in the car with me, something. Yeah. So he has no idea where it is. And then I think you can do like a near field uh, app on your phone and, oh, yeah. and program it to then use your phone too if That's you want to. That's what I because these have RFID readers inside of them as well. Well, I, I don't know if they have readers, or but chips. they have the near field yeah. uh, communication stuff. So. I don't know why I just thought it was like looking here. How cool is that hourglass if it was on like one side and you like flip it over? <laughs> and it opens up the yes. and then you just flip it the back way. Yeah. I mean <laughs> but that's what I'm looking at is something like that. Yeah. So maybe it's just a statue of something, or maybe it's the bottom of a bourbon bottle. I just tape yeah. it to the bottom of a bur- bourbon bottle and just move it over. Yeah. You know, something something that he would never figure out. What about this bar cart that's out? What about it? Would he go through this? He might. And I have some nice stuff on it, but yeah. But the stuff I'm it's that's not as nice as sitting up in my upstairs kitchen. It's just everyday stuff. Yeah. I finally did you look, look, I finally drank from my Oh nice. Now, decanter. So that's, that's just, just Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Trace. That's not a blend. I still haven't started my infinity bottle yet because I don't know what I want to do with it. That's fair, don't rush it. I know. I've thought about doing all barrel picks in it. I think that's a good idea. But then the proof of it would be th- freaking through the roof. Which is fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Now, if I did that, the first the first pour into that would have to be our Bourbon Hunters oh, absolutely. Middle of Spirits. Yeah. So that would be the first one in there if I did anything. But I've got enough barrel picks that I could fill the damn thing up almost immediately. Oh, 100% you could. Absolutely. So it's like, and, you know, for me, <clears throat> I almost want to not do it on bottle kills, but do it on, at the beginning, bottle opens. That's what Tyler said he was going to do. How do you measure yours in? Um, I have a little, it's not It's not a shot glass per se, but it's like a measuring shot glass, if that makes sense, where yeah. it's like a funnel and it's like one ounce, two ounce, three ounce. And so some of them might be two ounce, some might be one ounce, but nothing was ever three ounce. Yeah. When you look at the bottom of a bottle, they all have like different thicknesses and you're like, oh, is there, is there, you know, one pour left? Like, look at this makers, right? Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like, well, so it's deceiving. It blends is the worst. Yeah. Because you think you're at the bottom and you get three or four more pours out and you're like, yeah. oh shit, I wasn't even close. Yeah. So I would just take when I thought it was near the bottom, I would pour it in that little shot thing that I have or that measuring shot. And I would never put any more than two ounces in. And then from there, if there was a tiny bit left in the bottle, I would just drink it. I just pour it into my, you know, my Glen Cairn. So I'm just trying to figure out what to put in mine, I guess. So, I mean, I don't know. There's so many ideas. You could even do a theme like it's all turkey stuff. It's all Buffalo Trace. It's all barrel picks. It's all... There's so many options you can do. It could be a mix of everything. I kind of like the barrel picks idea. I do too. Um, and then I was thinking I'd make sure it was only all rise or all wheats, but then I was like, you know what? Like Middle West Spirits is a four grain, and it's good. Yeah. I so think, like, I'm thinking I'm just gonna just see what happens. I'd say see what happens. You know? I've also heard people mm-hmm. will do it, and it tastes terrible. 
and then they like drink a little bit of it and then add, add some one more. thing yeah. and all of a sudden it's good. I, that's why I'm so afraid to add to mine because it turned out so, so well. Here's what's I'm so like, good. what the fuck happened here? I know. It was good. It was really good. So I don't know. There he is. Banks, what's up, homie? <laughs> oh, that's his head shake. Like, nope, not coming down. Mm, I'm waiting for you to come to me <laughs> yeah. and we're going to go outside. He does that, like him and and Bella learned it too. Like when she gets up in the morning, mm-hmm. she flaps her ears like that back and forth <laughs> until you take her outside. Yeah, she knows. She yeah. learned. Oh, he's coming. Oh, a little, little, little uh, hop, a little, the, yeah, a little pep step. in the step there. I yeah. noticed that too. A little hop on the last step. Someone's like, feeling good. He's like, okay, I'll come down. I smell bourbon. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> he is such a good dog. He is. Yeah, he's. I remember when you used to bring him to the gym back in the day. Yeah, and he was a good dog back then, just chilling. Yeah, he's always been super chill. Yeah, because remember we used to do those mobility uh, workshops. Yeah, and he would just. Uh, I'd bring a dog bed, mm-hmm. and he would just lay there without a leash. Wouldn't give anyone. He would just lay there. Yeah, I remember him just laying there, and I'm like, man, this barbell's dropping. Don't bother right? him. No. And he would just chill. No, he doesn't care. Yeah, he's a good dog. Yeah, definitely. But uh, <laughs> so, well, if you had to get like, if you had to gauge these four, which would you call your favorite? I think the crumble, um, yeah, me too, is my favorite, just because of the complexity. I feel like I could get something a little different from each drink on that one. I like all four of these. To be I honest. do, I do. And the Queen City, I had no, I had no expectation because it's not a, de- it's not a descriptive name, right? So that was actually pretty interesting because I had no idea what to expect. I'd like to know the background behind that name. Yeah, like I don't why know. they why they chose Queen City Cincinnati for it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe from some someone from since he did the pick with them yeah. or something, and they named it after him. Maybe it could be. Um, so yeah, I think um, the Crumble Coffee Cake is probably my favorite, and I would have to say I think that the Marshmallow Crispy Treat was probably my second. Same. I like the Brownie Sunday, but I also like the Queen City, so I don't know how to rank those two. That's like a tie for third. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It I really mean, they is. were all good. I And to be honest, I haven't had a Maker's Mark Private Select that I haven't enjoyed. Same. I'm trying to think if there's one there's I've had. There's been some that I haven't liked as much as others. Right. And, like, there's a couple that I just were like, eh, okay, it was good. But, like, it's yeah. not – it didn't jump off the and – the, and but I, I kind of knew that based on – like, Honeysuckle, I think, was one of them. It was good, but it just wasn't. It didn't yeah. jump off the, you know, out of the glass for me. Like it was just okay. You know, it was a, it was a still a Maker's Mark private select, so it was good, but it just wasn't amazing. And I love the Christmas ornament with this one. Like yeah. you got to put that on the tree next year, the yeah. bourbon tree or whatever you do down here. Yeah, yeah, I will, because that'll get moved up to yeah. the landing, and then the tree will go there. But uh, yeah, I can't. I, we're getting close. I know. It'll when be we here. get back from vacation, it'll be fall, <clears throat> Halloween, decoration it'll time. It'll be September before you know it, 100%. Well, it's like a week away. Yeah, it really is. Today's the 22nd. So, so yeah, it's like a, a little over a week away. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll be listening to this in September. So That's true. Valid. So it will be literally. It will be September, literally. It will literally be not that far away when you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I think we've rated these. According to yeah, what we this think. This was a great tasting. I enjoyed this. Yeah, we haven't done Maker's Mark in a while. And I I mean, I know we did it last week, kind of, but it wasn't, it was more of just a discussion about yeah. his bachelor party and stuff. Right. But, um, and just hanging out with, you know, uh, Sam and Ruder, which was fun. Always a good time. Yeah. And then I think our next episode is going to be Broken Barrel. Um, I believe we had to, that was supposed to be tonight actually, but they had to, uh, they, they forgot to send out the samples. So we, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have anything to taste. So we rescheduled for <coughs> mid September. So 
That should be the next one, I think. Perfect. I'm pretty sure. But uh, thanks for joining in again, guys. I am Dude Pool on Instagram. We've got Brett Paul Bryan on Instagram. We are the Bourbon Hunters on Instagram. If you want to know about that guy that never shows up, he's Ty Schaefer04 <laughs> on Instagram. And then uh, a frequent uh, ad addition to our podcast is Jeff Tress. And yeah. I, what is he, Jeff? I don't even know what his is. I don't know. I don't either. Oh, well. Just look at one of our pages. You'll find him. Yeah. I mean, we tag him all the time in right. our posts, so you can just find him that way. Um, but, yeah, follow us. Uh, if you haven't already, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, this was this was a little bit more of a laid back episode, I think. We yeah. uh, not as much excitement to it, other than the bourbon we were drinking, which was outstanding. Um, but give us a listen. We're also on www.bourbonhunters.com. We have a lot of shirts to sell. We have Bourbon Hunters Kinsey drams that you can buy. The Kinsey drams are killer. Get I love the Kinsey. The, I love the Kinsey dram. That's what I, I mean. It's my daily drinkers. My Kinsey dram. Yeah, that's what I use as well. Um, I don't know why. It's just the heft. I and like the, the shape, shape of it. Of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it just sits in the hand better. Mm -hmm. Agree. But uh, thanks for joining in and uh, catch you next week. Thanks a lot, guys. joining in for yet another episode of the bourbon hunters if you like what you hear please leave us a good rating on apple podbean google or wherever you are listening it definitely helps us to get great guests on our show and follow us on instagram and the facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass as always sit back grab a pour kick up your feet and enjoy some bourbon